Let me ask you something. Does your work make you happy? Do you know what your potential is and do you use it? Do you deliver value that you're truly proud of? This is the Happy Work Podcast, where we discuss all the things we can do to make our work with it, our life better. Hey, so I had a lot of conversations with agency owners this week. Mind you, it's only Wednesday. And a lot of them are not having a good time in their business right now. And one of the common denominators that at least half of them said was, my employees are so lazy. They don't want to do anything. They don't want to work, but they expect to get paid. And really Surprise. my first instinct was like, well, I mean, take a look in the mirror. I, I want to be like, I blame you. Because I wonder whether or not the environment that they have created is a place where an employee can feel excited to be in, to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Leadership. It's, it's funny how people define leadership in those cases. Well, I also think that a lot of um, business owners don't realize that they're leaders. The thing is, a lot of business owners start a business sometimes having left another business thinking that they can do it better. And so they just kind of take these same habits and do it all over again. And I think they forget that one of the reasons they might have left is because that environment was really shitty too. Yeah. And so there is no sense of leadership. There's just a sense of management. But leadership is unavoidable. Leadership means that you are creating a space in which people want to work. And if you fail at doing that, well, then people are just there for the paycheck. And if they're just there for the paycheck, if that's all they want from you, then they're not bought in and they will do what I call minimal work. Because why break your back? As soon as someone will pay a little more, they're going to be gone. And that is what those so-called leaders, these failed leaders, then mistake for laziness. Not being bought in is not the same as being lazy. These people are not lazy. Nobody just gave them Nobody gave them a reason to be excited. Nobody gave them a reason to want to work. And it's not their fault that they want to eat and that they want to get paid for their work. You invite them in. You are the one who have to provide for them. And by provide, it's really provide the reason why they should be excited to yeah, work, right? And alignment. You have to you have to have a flag under which people want to sail. And if that flag is, sadly, reality, the same as your business directive, wanting to make money, closing deals, well, that's not good enough for people to be excited. People are not bought in because you want to make money. That's not a reason for people to want to support you. I, but that is, that, that's yet another conversation I really recently had. A, a person was like, well, everybody wants to make money. Like the whole point of working is so that you can make money. <laughs> and because this idea continues in so many businesses, it's like, duh, you have a business because it's going to make money. But really, you started a business because you wanted to create something. Mm -hmm. You wanted some, you wanted to have your own impact. You wanted to explore your entrepreneurial skills. Ideally, ideally. ideally. I don't know about these 25 entrepreneurs you talk to, because if they're in this, if they're selling insurance just to make money, then there might be nothing. And if there's nothing, you don't have to invented 
pull it out of thin air. If there's nothing, there's nothing. If you are in a purely transactional business, there's nothing you can do to get people excited other than money. And if your business is failing, you don't even have that leverage. This principle of laziness applies to all the people that deal with you. So not just your employees, also your clients. That person that sees their staff failing because they're lazy will also see their clients fail because they're lazy. And a lazy client is the worst kind of client. A lazy client is complacent. A lazy client will make you work extra hard and pay extra little. (laughs) And they will demand the moon. They will call you for issues that are non-issues. Just like your staff that is not bought in will call you for things they should be able to solve themselves. When you don't provide the people, your people, all your people, something to be excited for, something that people would make people want you to be there with your business for, then there's no reason for them to be excited. And then they will just be the complacent self that they can be. Like a rock star, you have to provide the world, your people with something that is worth cheering, something that is worth the applause. Who fights for a business? A person who knows that that business stands for something they really, truly care about. And what is that thing? We commonly call that the mission. And the mission statement is the mission made visible. Mm -hmm. And when that mission is there and worthwhile and relevant and emotionally loaded, we can now make a decision and say, I want to sail under that mission or I don't want to be part of that. And now there's no more laziness because having a mission divides the people into fans and non-fans, into engaged staff and non-staff, not lazy staff. Yeah, I mean, it really just paints the picture of who should be in your office and who shouldn't. Yeah. But and it makes it very easy to say, I don't think this is working out for us. We should, we should go our separate ways. We always said, even like way before we started our own business venture, right? We always said, it's not the business that should interview people. It's people who should interview the business. Mm-hmm. And the answer to all the questions should be the mission. So when when an employee, a p- potential prospective employee asks a business, why should I work for you? The business's response should be because this is our mission. And now the employee has valid information to say, oh, that is, that is something I can really vibe with. Our clients, the first crack that they take at it, it's a mission statement that's very like, you know, buzzwords mm. and and it's going to look really cool on a My plaque favorite. on the wall, right? Yeah. But what is the litmus test for a mission statement? What is the test that will tell you, that can tell a prospective staff person, that can tell a prospective client, they mean what they say? So since we're talking about missions and mission statements, people have an extraordinary bullshit radar. So if you're if your mission statement sounds all flowery and rosy and buzzwordy and too good to be true, it's probably because it is. Mission statements have to be basic, simple, understandable by anyone. They have to convey something that is very, very personal to the person 
owning and running that business and be so clear in how that mission is going to be brought forth you know, to the people that everybody can instantly recognize if it's real or not, if it's engaging them or not. And I had this experience the other day at a local Starbucks where I actually discovered one of those mission statements on a wall. I was, I was in shock both to find it and also what it meant because it sounded really great. It sounded something like uh, our mission is to inspire communities through coffee and conversation. So uh, to me, that sounded like a good place to have my coffee. Mm -hmm. But then when I went to put the mission statement to the test and I asked, asked the kid at the counter, hey, what about that mission statement? That sounds really nice. What you guys do to actually, to actually make that happen? He was uh, kind of confused and said like, oh, oh, that. Well, no, we just have that because we have to. And that's precisely what happens with mission statements and missions all over the world. We have them as kind of decoration on the wall. <laughs> we have them because it's part of the checklist, the, you know, the business strategy checklist. You have to have a mission, but the mission doesn't really need to be operational. It's just there to be there. And when it does that, it actually becomes clutter. It becomes noise and it becomes an insult. Mm -hmm. It's an insult to all of us because that's the truth of the business, but it's not real. Mm -hmm. It's fake. Now, when we talk about missions, obviously the question is always also, why do people not have one? put energy and time into creating one? Yeah. I think in a lot of cases though, they don't even realize that they're supposed to. Yes. And, and, and the reason is very simple. It sounds like hogwash. It sounds like it's not real. It, it has nothing to it's do with It's too the, emotional. It has not, yeah, it has nothing to do with the transaction, the money in the bank, the deal. We want things that feel real, things that feel operationally relevant. Well, surprise, nothing is more relevant than the mission. Nothing, because it is the root of the tree on which the business hangs. Without that root, Nothing works. You have nothing to work from. You have nothing to align people with. And now everything you do, every little bit of business tactic, is just shot in the dark. But the business mission aligns all that and makes sure everything comes from the same place. But you said very correctly, it's emotional. And there are not many business schools that teach the validity and importance of emotionality in business. Yet, because emotionality is everything in our experience, in our life's experience. Emotion in business is everything as well. And the only thing that secures our emotional engagement in business is the mission. And how do we make it visible for everybody to see? Well, in our business mission statement, but then in all the actions that come from it, in the marketing, in the business strategies, in the products we develop, in the way we train people, in the people that we hire, in the people that we serve, those are all not random. They all stream from the mission. Yeah, I think the biggest problem that we see and that I've seen is really that people think about the mission statement as something relating to marketing. 
Oh, they're yeah. like, oh, I got to splatter it on my website. I'm yeah. going to put it up on my walls. I want people to see that we actually care about the community and our staff. Yeah. But it's just to them, it's just a piece of marketing. It's sugarcoating the inevitable deal. Yeah. It's, it's, if you're transactional, a mission statement will always just be part of your marketing. And that is fooling people. That's unfair. That's trickery. But if you're really here to serve people, your mission is your unique chance to make clear what you are here to do, why you are here, and to go back to where this conversation started, laziness. Laziness is what happens when we fail at giving people that reason, that all-encompassing root reason to be excited. Then we become complacent. Then we become bad clients and bad employees. And then the whole thing goes south. And it's unfair of leadership to call out their people to, to make them responsible for that because they failed to prepare the grounds, the field, the playing field first with a relevant mission before asking for money. First have to prepare your playing field and then see your value unfold then you get paid for it. We tell all the clients that work with us, they realize that once they are crystal clear and so specific in what they're doing and everyone is bought in, it does. the money will come. But if you're wondering, okay, for the listener out there, what am I supposed to do now? I, how do I get a mission? I obviously shouldn't Google it. No, you should not. That's what <laughs> we do. Call us, email us, send us a message, and we'll work on it together because we are tired of going to places with these ridiculous mission statements that are not authentic. Each and every person that you interact with, if you actually come from a place of clarity and, and truth in your mission, will be so happy to work with you to pay you the money that you want for your services. And please do me one favor. There are some mission statement generators online. Don't use those. Uh, can you imagine? Oh my God. What that would mean? It's, it's basically like asking... A machine to write it is your message. That. Yeah. Your message. We've gone so far to diminishing the importance of a mission. The mission is the heart. You can't you can't replace it with anything but your mission. And before we we uh, we end this, it's hard. It's not easy because Creating your mission and writing your mission statement is a piece of art. It's a piece of art that will be in your gallery forever. It will be with your business as long as your business is around. It doesn't change. So please put the work in. Put the work in. Put the effort in. Take the time and money it takes to create that mission because it's something. It's the foundation of your house. It's something that will be with you and will be around. That secures that you will never encounter it, laziness in your business in the future reach out to us or make sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you can listen to other episodes because we will be diving once again into mission and you can follow us on instagram at do underscore happy work thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time